What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 108 of the CanadianGameDoes.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, one of the main dudes behind CanadianGameDoes.com. Joining me, as always, since last week, is Steven. Hey! From uh, Halifax. Um, I'm an idiot. I think I introduced you. We were talking about this, but I think I introduced you as Stephen O'Reilly, but it's not O'Reilly. For some reason, I just put over O in front of your name, but it's just Riley, right? Correct. All right. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Steve, it's okay. So, so Stephen Riley. Um, yeah. How's, so we were just discussing off the show that it's natal day for for Halifax people. Yeah. Uh, to celebrate the um, finding founding of Halifax. With yeah, specifically with Dartmouth, I think, which is like just across the little channel. So, was that the first holiday, and then all the other provinces just went in line? Because like I don't think in Ontario it's anything. It's just it's just, it's just a civic holiday in yeah. Ontario. It's in. It's in Nova Scotia, Ontario, and like a couple other provinces, I think. And then everyone else was just jelly, and was just like, "I want a day off." Oh, don't we all? <laughs> well, I think like Remembrance Day is is a day off for a couple provinces. Yeah, but not in Ontario. No, not in Ontario, which is weak. Um. So this is oh man, I blanked out there for a second. It's a That's long okay. weekend. It's a long weekend, you know. It is. Um, so this is sort of the, the I guess the the refresh of CanadianGameDoes.com. Stephen, uh, if if you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, Stephen is my part, like full time partner. Yeah. So we're going to split everything fifty fifty, um, and uh, and just kind of help grow the site and stuff like that. So make sure you support us on patreoncom CanadianGameDoes. Um, if not, if you do, if you can't, that's fine. Make sure you subscribe and all that stuff on iTunes or Google Play. Um, and uh, support the site, join the Discord, all those things. Um, but we might as well just kind of jump into the news time, unless there's anything specifically you want to hype up. No, I think the Discord's really fun, so definitely get in the Discord if you haven't yet. Um, I'm like I like seeing everyone in there, learning about where different people are working and what's going on. Yeah, it's very nice and very. I've, I've I noticed a very common thing, and this is great, is people who are not in Canada but want to come to Canada. They kind of just. I, I think I just saw this today where uh, someone was just like, "Oh, I'm in, I'm in Australia, like, and I'm thinking of moving to Canada for you know to become like a game dev or indie uh, indie dev or something like that. Like, what are some tips and tricks and where should I go and all that stuff? So that's a pretty common. Uh, and that that's been a common question for the, that I've had with the site like since the very beginning. So. That's pretty even cool. If, even if you're not in Canada, you can still kind of join the Discord and enjoy the the, the community. Um, just a few events that I feel like we should kind of point out uh, kind of across Canada. So Fan Expo is in uh, Toronto, August 22nd to August 25th. I've never actually <laughs> been to Fan Expo. Um, I've been. I, I went like a couple, like, oh man, this is probably a decade ago. And uh, they oversold and we didn't get in and then I oh just, that's dumb yeah and i was just kind of bitter towards them ever since and just never really bothered to go i heard every, Out of spite. every year yeah I, I hear every year it's just a shit show like it's super crowded it's just kind of a disaster it really is um uh, i think dwight from the office is going to be there this year well last year i got to see all the gta guys were there like uh trevor and michael and franklin they're like uh voice actors oh yeah yeah, which is pretty. Steven Ogg is the guy who plays Trevor, and uh, he's in like Better Call Saul and a couple other TV shows. He does cameos. Yeah, he but he in, like uh, he was in Walking Dead too. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing about him is he he looks and sounds the same in everything. Like he's not <laughs> acting. That's just him. Like Trevor looks like the voice actor, and it's it's really funny. 
but he's a really just cool dude, which you don't get from playing GTA and seeing him be mad all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Game Slice 2019's in uh, London, Ontario. Uh, if you're not familiar with Game Slice, it's kind of like it's, it's looking at a vertical slice of a project, so it's kind of game testing. So um, if you're interested in that, whether as a uh, as a developer who wants to kind of showcase his, their game, um, or just as someone who wants to kind of test games, you can check it out. So this is all on CanadianGameDevs.com slash GameDev-Events, um, just the Canadian event. So Game Slice is in London. That's on September 13th. Uh, EG Alex uh, is coming to Toronto again October 18th to October 20th. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we had a booth there last year, uh, and, I, and I signed up. Uh, spoiler, Stephen, I signed us up for another booth this year. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Um, so if you're in Toronto, you're more than welcome to I was at EG Alex last year. I must have just not gone to the booth which is a bummer because i could have met you but they, yeah i was there walking around they messed up the community area last time hopefully they they don't this time but basically like the community like area was where all the kind of card game um like tournaments were going on mm. and so there was a couple of us there game toronto gamers gamers was there um extra life was there uh another donation one i forget um were there but like no, it was so off the beaten path that unless you kind of were already like knew some of the community people there or were interested in that tournament, you weren't like going. Like we we barely got any sort of um, walk in walk in traffic, I guess, or whatever, however you call it. So a lot of people like missed out where they're just like, oh, I didn't even know you were there or whatever. That's but a bummer. Hopefully they fix that out. I know a lot of a lot of the people. I didn't bother complaining because it seemed like enough people were complaining, but um, people were kind of complaining that like. Even though the booth was free and all that stuff, but um, they could have done a little bit better job with the community room. But so hopefully this year, either way, EGLX is always a blast. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. I watched a lot of Smash tournaments, saw a lot of great cosplay, met a lot of cool developers. Actually, um, yeah, that's the first time I played Smash, and I came in second both matches, ooh. and I took that as a huge compliment because I played against someone who was cosplaying as Link, and they played as Link. So I feel like they <laughs> must be pretty good, and I came in second both times. So nice. Out of, out of the four, there's other people playing. So the early bird tickets are on sale until Tuesday, the sixth. So if people want them, gotta get them. Last year, I got. I, I'm still working on this. Last year, uh, Patreons got a discount, so I'm hoping to work on that too. Just as FYI, that'd be cool. Um, and the November sixteenth MIGS is happening in Toronto. I'm sorry, in Montreal. It's the Montreal Inter- International Game Summit. I've actually never been to MIGS. I hear it's a great time. I also signed us up for a booth. I don't know if we have this one. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Um, so even though you're in Halifax, you're like you, you're welcome to try to make out. But if you're in any of these areas, um, I think uh, I've, I've the the game the game dev events was like a page that was just kind of dead. Nothing was being updated. So um, I'm really trying to get that a little more, at least have a few events <laughs> update, even mm-hmm. though it's kind of cross Canada. Um, I think that's all, or, or wait, there's like a Halifax one, isn't there? So Halcon is Friday, October 25th to October 27th, but that's more of like a comic con. There's still gaming stuff there. And, uh, it's, it's similar, more closer to fan expo than EGLX though. But yeah, that's three days downtown Halifax. Nice. Yeah, have you, have you been? To, you've only been to Halifax, or you've only been in Halifax for a few months, right? Like, you correct. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. I haven't been to, but like, there's a cool like indie game dev scene here. So like, I've gone to a couple like pub nights where we meet up and talk and hang out, which has been fun. 
I went to, uh, he called it a biopsy. Um, Andrew Shouldis, the guy making Tunic, held a, a it's like, because people are familiar with postmortems, which is after a game comes out, you talk about what worked and what didn't work. Mm-hmm. He called it a biopsy, where he's still making the game, but he wanted to talk about what he's learned so far. So he gave a presentation, and that was really interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of cool local events in Halifax that people could get uh, involved in if they're out here. Nice. Um, I haven't seen too many Atlantic people on the Discord, so... Mm, we can change that. Yeah. I know they're out here because I've met them, so... Start hustling. Yeah. You're part of the brand now. Yes. I gotta get cards or something. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, leave that to me, actually. I want to I wanna write that down. Okay, cool. I'll get your cards. Awesome. I'm just going to write that down real quick. <laughs> um, I think that's, uh, that's it for kind of the events. Might as well just kind of jump into the news unless... Um, no, yeah, we can just kind of jump in the news. I think I closed one of the ones, but let me actually just load it real quick. So number one, uh, For Honor announces uh, Year 3, Season 3, Hulda and New Hero. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Um, Jormungandr. There you go. That's actually way better. Though. It's a Viking hero, and uh, as well as a new Breach map and quality of life changes, bounces changes, and stuff like that. I haven't... Um, there's a trailer on the site and, and whatnot. I... I've been meaning to get back into For Honor. I keep downloading it, and then, you know, with all intents to play it, and then I just kind of don't play it, and then it's a huge game, so I'm just like, ah, I'll just delete this, and, and I need the space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked it when it first came out. I just wasn't very good at it. and I'm Well, assuming... now's a... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm assuming now everyone is, is really good at it. So it's actually a great week to get into it because it's actually free on the Epic Game Store for now until August 9th. So you can just log in and download the game, the full game for free. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a bunch of new players getting introduced. I think that it's not cross-play, so if you're playing on PC, you won't be playing with people on PS4 and Xbox. But it's free on Epic if your computer could run it, so that's a good time to get into it. I very doubt my computer can run it. Bummer. <laughs> Um, and actually, to be fair, the reason that I've been kind of wanting to get back into it is, is my trophies on the game are just kind of really low. Um, for honor, let me see. Let me see. Uh, I have I have 10% of the trophies, so I've been meaning to kind of improve that a little bit. Mm-hmm. At least get the single player ones. But yeah, I, I, I just remember like always just dying. Like I was just never <laughs> good. Um, and so I would try to just do the... like. Whenever there was, I would have a one-on-one or whatever, I would just run away and just try to find someone. <laughs> um, and then eventually, I think, I just didn't play it enough. and It was a little too technical for me, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it has that similar type of one-on-one combat that... I don't know if you've played Absolver, but it's like, it's like one-on-one sort of hand fighting. And it's very, very technical, and there's a lot of reads. And it's a, it's a, lot, it's a lot like a fighting game, actually. I would yeah. describe For Honor in that way. So if you don't, if you're not, you know, good at that technical part and like really experienced in reads and precision counters and parries and stuff, it's really hard when everyone else who's playing the game is good at that. Uh, just as and just as an FYI, owners of the Year Three Season Pass will play can play right now. But if uh, if you don't have that Season Pass, then you'll gain access to it August eighth mm. um, for fifteen thousand steel. I have no idea if that's a lot of steel or not. Um, I forgot that Ubisoft came out with the Uplay Plus, which is like their own EA Access or PlayStation Hour Game Pass or whatever. Um, but I think it's only on PC. I'm pretty sure that's true, yeah. So if you, have, uh, if you have that, then you can always... 
I'm, it's part of Uplay Plus as well. That's interesting. Like that's something I'm seeing with these streaming platforms that is really slow to happen in TV, where all the games are getting divvied up into their different publisher streaming services. Whereas like now we're just seeing a bunch of networks to take notice of Netflix and come out with their own streaming services. Like after Netflix has been doing it for like five years. I know. Yeah. It's it's especially with TV. Like all that streaming stuff kind of started because of like so many channels and so much bullshit like just exclusive to different channels and stuff like that and now it's just mm-hmm. kind of happening again with the streaming services mm-hmm. um i know like really the only i'm i'm i only have well actually no that's not true i have netflix but i use my brother's account mm-hmm. um and then we have amazon prime so i use i have the prime one and then I, i've been in a huge mood to watch fraser and fraser's on crave so i i copped the ten dollars a month to watch fraser basically mm-hmm. um so I guess I have three of them. And then when Disney comes out, I want that one too. So it's kind of working on me at least. But for gaming, I don't know. Just because games take, like, it's, you you have less time to kind of play all these games. Like, I have Game Pass on Xbox, but I barely play it. Um, mm-hmm, me too. Just because it's, it's just so much. It's much easier to just grind out some Frasier episodes for, like, a month or two and then just cancel Crave and then, uh, then to, like... I don't know. PlayStation Now is like twenty bucks. I was looking into that. Uh, you play, I think it's also twenty dollars. EA Access is actually EA Access. I think is only like twenty five for thirty five dollars a month or something like that. Or sorry, a year. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's kind of becoming the thing, and that's also the reason why GameStop. I think stocks are just dying. <laughs> well, they posted like four hundred million net loss last year, I think, which is like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I. Uh, so full disclosure, I bought GameStop stocks because I was just like, well, they're super cheap and they're bound to go up um, when uh, when the new consoles come out. But I don't even know if they'll, if they'll survive until then because it's at 3.78 right now. Um, that's getting dangerously close to kind of being delisted. Mm-hmm. But in uh, when did the new con- when did those consoles come out? 2013. The, yeah, they came out November 2013. So November 29, 2013, the stock was $48, and just before it was 54 So it went from 54 down to $3 in the span of a generation. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and I bought, That's it rough. Like, I bought it at like $4 or something like that, or $5, and I was hoping to, that it would bounce up to at least like 20 or $25, and then that money could just go towards buying the console. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went, I went, you know, full disclosure... I have GameStop stocks. I was I was tempted to not do it just because, I don't know, it seems kind of weird, but whatever. Um, number two, we talked about Quench last week and that it's coming out in August. We now know what day, August 7th, it's coming to Switch PC. Uh, also, a portion of August sales will be donated to Charity, uh, Charity Water, basically an international non- non-for-profit organization whose mission is to bring clean and safe drinking water to people in developing countries. Uh, I think they said, yeah, $1 from each sale in the month of August will be uh, donated. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's and this game uh, we kind of we were talking about it last week, but like this game has just been developed for so long. Uh, it's great to see it kind of finally coming out. Uh, I was looking at my like when did I actually let me log into Kickstarter because I backed it um, a long time ago, like, and I think I got like one of the higher ones to get like a T-shirt or something like that. Let's just take a look. Um, this this might put the this I'll, I'll definitely be getting the Switch version so. I was talking last week about how the Switch is kind of dead to me. <laughs> I guess I'll just get this version. Uh, let's see if I can log in here. 
my account. Oh, what is all this? Uh, activity? I think I have like two Kickstarter accounts for some reason. I can't find it. Past projects. Yeah. Uh, project? No. Uh, I don't remember. It was definitely a long time ago. 2015, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good that's coming out. So there's a trailer on the site. Uh, you can wishlist it on Steam, obviously, and as well uh, on um, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, hopefully it comes out to other things like PS4 and whatnot, mm-hmm. but for now. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Number three, which I closed. Uh, Mighty Fit Federations announced. Uh, this is so. This is from the guys who made user or created user words, um, which was like kind of a sort of a. Did you play that Jack? Uh, what was Jack, that? Jackbox. Yeah, Jackbox. Yeah, I played a lot of Jackbox. Yeah, so user words was very similar to that. Came out to like came out. I want to say two or three years ago. It was even out on Wii U if I remember correctly. Um, so this is the next one, but it's a. It, not being a party or not being like a kind of a jackbox party game, but it's more of a fighting game. Uh, Mighty Fight Federation is coming early access this year, as well as uh, all platforms by Q2 or the end of Q2 2020. Nice. Um, I thought I had the press release in here, but I don't. Let me just kind of grab the description for the game. Uh, but there is a trailer on the site, as well as some uh, screenshots, screenshots and stuff like that. It looks fun. It's like uh, so four players. It looks side-scrolling, but then there's screens where it looks like it's gone third-person. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like tricks with the camera. I think sort of like more cinematicy stuff. I think it is sort of like a 2.5D almost. Oh no, it says three. Okay, so Mighty Fight Federation's multiplayer arena fighter with focus on fighting game fundamentals. Slam your enemies into walls, launch them into the air, and follow up with fast, high-flying attacks. Choose from eleven fighters, each with a unique playstyle and deep combo opportunities. Um, in the vast reaches of space, there lies a being of incredible cosmic power known only as Hyperion. Wielding the ability to bend reality to his will, he has collected the hypest warriors from across the multiverse. His goal, <laughs> to pit them against each other in the universe's most electrifying pay-per-view event, the Mighty Fight Federation. Mighty Fight is a throwback to classic 3D arena fighters, but with a focus on fighting game fundamentals. Select from a roster of characters, each with a distinct and deep combo opportunities. Use the game's hype mechanics to, z- to zone, evade, counter, and play mind games with your opponents. Mighty Fight combines with the old with the new in a fresh competitive twist on the party fighter genre. Oh, these characters look fun. There's like a guy called Toonstone, like T-U-N-E, and uh, he's like the Grim Reaper, but he plays like electric guitar and stuff and a keytar. That's fun. This looks dope, actually. Though it, it reminds me, uh, it reminds me of a few things. It reminds me of what's that game on Dreamcast, like Power Stone. Kind of uh, has like the because it looks like there's there's a few portions where it's like yeah there's four it's like four players, um, and it's reminding me a little bit about Arms as well on uh, on Switch. Just the Power of, Stones is a 3D arena fighter from the Dreamcast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, uh, but it's basically reminding me of that. And then the style is reminding me of Arms on Switch. I don't know if you played Arms. Uh yeah, I played a bunch of Arms. Yeah. It's kind of reminded me of that too, just the kookiness of it. Um, but you can follow these guys. Uh, the actual developer's name is Komi Games, K-O-M-I. They're local here in Toronto. Um, user words was a lot of fun. Uh, it's and and the you know I'm digging the art and colors. One thing I've kind of learned my, about myself is just I really love like 
bright kind of bright colors in games and you know it's very smooth and, and kind of art style uh so this is kind of hitting all those strokes for me right now um, nice so early access so i'm guessing that means steam uh i don't know if Ep- does epic games have like a early access system no but xbox does have game preview which is how we happy few got on xbox early oh i didn't know that yeah that's where i got it because essentially with early access i look at it as like a half off pre-order because you do get the final game so and you can see like i played we have a few back in 2016 when it went on game preview and then i played it again when it launched last year so it's cool to see like how the game changes over time yeah, but i not a lot of games go on game preview on xbox yeah i don't even actually i want to kind of look up did you like uh we happy few that was a montreal uh game compulsive uh, it's game. it's rough it it, yeah. it has a lot of issues and like i really like the story and i was really interested in the concept because it's like what this country did during world war ii that they all had to take this like government issued drug to forget about like that's super cool but it's so buggy man like people float around like multiple people pop into the scene who are all the same and try to talk to you at the same time and it has it's open kind of open world broken up and there's load times like i'll just be running through a field to get somewhere and it'll stop to load and you'll you'll jump in through a window into a room and like all the textures take like 20 seconds to come in so but like there was there was like a like a core of a really interesting idea there it just it was really hard to work through all that other issues yeah i heard um have you played it recently though like it got a bunch of patches i've been meaning to like kind of take a look at it because it's on game pass i was mentioning game pass earlier um Mm -hmm. And so I've been, and I had a friend who was playing it and kind of said similar stuff where it's like, it's just super buggy, but there's like kind of a good game there. Um, yeah, I actually played it two weeks ago. Some, some guys at work were interested. And so we played it for a couple hours and oh, it's still, eh? still, yeah, there was a bunch of those issues, which it's kind of a bummer. Oh yeah. So like, game, so, oh, okay. Sorry. Go. No, go ahead. I was just going to say the four, there's four game preview games. It looks like Darwin project. Deep Rock Galactic, Trailmakers, and Vigor. Darwin Project is Canadian too, isn't it? Aren't they in Quebec? Oh, are they? I'll take Darwin. Because I met uh, Keen, somebody. He's like the producer on it at the game's like soft launch party in Toronto. And he, Scavenger Studios, yeah, yeah. they're based in Montreal. Northern, Montreal, there you go. So, oh, look yeah. At you, I, eh? I was talking to them, and that game is actually really tight. Unfortunately, like I don't think it's getting the player count they want, yeah. but it's free on Game Preview, and it, it's pretty fun. It, it's it's obviously trying to capitalize on that like big uh, 60 players drop in, one survives type thing. But the interesting thing the Darwin Project does is one player's role is like the game master, so they can do things to the uh map as like from like a bird's eye view that like impact the game which was pretty cool that's pretty neat actually yeah darwin project description featuring arcade style third person combat the fighting system is at one prime is at once primal with the main weapons being an axe and bow and futuristic with powers such as teleportation energy shields the twist is that the addition of a show director a player (laughs) character that runs the show spicing things up and balancing need be i remember like when fortnite was getting really big and everyone had to describe it and stuff like that and people were just calling it the hunger games this Mm -hmm. is really just further 
uh, further emphasizing that because it's just the Hunger Games has that director guy who just like yeah. messes shit up. So yeah, um, I'm gonna you know I've been I've been really been mean to kind of get back into Twitch and streaming and stuff like that. And we we've talked about that with the YouTube channel and whatnot. This might be uh, this might be something to kind of dive into. It's fun. It's also set. They they say it takes place in, in a, a dystopian, dystopian post-apocalyptic northern Rockies, yeah. which is fun. Which I is also very Hunger Games though as well. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. There's uh, there's not too many people playing it on Twitch though. Yeah, I, can, I guess what you're saying. There's not too many. It does not gain the player count that they kind of want. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Hey, look at that. We discovered a game. So yeah. Darwin Project. Is it on? Is it just on Xbox or is it on? I'm pretty sure it's on PC too. Because when I was there, we were all playing on PC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I played at home on uh, Game Preview. Microsoft Windows, Xbox One, Winter 2019, Unreal. Yeah, yeah. Xbox One and PC. Nice. There you go. Scavenger Studios. Got to add them to the list. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that on there. There you go. Uh, I'm just gonna. Right right here. I'll do that tonight. I guess that was officially unofficially number four. Um, Seem is there any other news that uh, I saw a tweet about? Uh, what was it? Gritty. Yes, gritty. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> There's some. There was some animation of. Is is his name's Gritty, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's some animation on Twitter uh, from NHL where he like pulls out a. Um, like a drum uh, in NHL and, and just starts drumming along. And so he just tweeted being like, where the hell did I pull this drum out of? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? That's the kind of chaotic energy I think NHL needs. And I think NHL 20, Austin Matthews on the cover, and you got gritty. It's going to be great. Game of the year. I think there's other mascots in it too. Like that's one of the big new things is like they're adding all the like Sparky for the Senators. And I don't know what the Canucks whale is called, but. Yeah. They I think they are putting more. I'm going to double check that, but I oh, think that's a, an exciting and you can like play as them and like skate around and stuff. I just linked you the tweet that I was talking about. Oh, like, there it is. This where I got this drum. <laughs> it just pulls it out or whatever. Nice. I had I no idea that. about this. This dude has 260,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah, he's he's a huge meme. It's it's good. How many followers does Angel? Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to be like how many followers does the Flyers itself have? That's 1.6 million. <laughs> Thinking that they that might makes be... sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's true. Actually, NHL is coming out soon. So um, yeah, you, they will be 29 NHL mascots in NHL 20. Um, yeah. So who are they missing? Not every NHL team has its mascot. Apparently, this is from the NHL news press release. Really? But yeah. Is that saying that not every team has an NHL mascot, or not every yeah. team has? Oh, yeah. Which is like, why not? You got to get one. You know. How do you not have a mascot? I don't know. I wonder what teams don't. The loser teams. <laughs> What's this, the uh, who does Toronto have? It's like a bear. Oh yeah, you're right. I remember Tim Hortons did all the cups with all the mascots. Oh yeah, that's right. Carlton, yeah, Carlton the Bear. Nice. Um, uh, I do have another game I'd like to highlight that just came out, also good. developed in Toronto by Mr. Adam Robinson Yu. Uh, it's called A Short Hike, and it's available on Itch.io and Steam. 
uh, for now. Hopefully it gets to come more places. And I've also been playing it a bunch, too, so we can talk about that when we talk about what we've been playing. But it's described on the site as a, quote, little exploration game about hiking up a mountain. Um, you know, they say, hike, climb, and soar through the peaceful mountainside landscape of Hawk Peak Provincial Park. Follow the marked trails or explore the backcountry as you make your way to the summit, and along the way, meet other hikers and discover hidden treasures, taking in the world around you. And it's really nice, and if you buy it on Itch.io, which I would encourage because Itch.io provides a bigger cut for the developers, they only take 10% instead of 30% like Steam. If you buy it on Itch.io, you also get a Steam key. So if Steam achievements and that matters to you, you can still play on Steam, but you gave the developer a bigger cut, or you can give that copy of the game to someone else you think might enjoy it but not want to pick it up. So yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw them tweet actually. Uh, and I saw it like it has like 5,000 retweets. So it's like blowing up for him, which hmm. is great. Um, it looks, it looks pretty dope. I didn't realize that if you bought it on Ichio, you got a steam key as well. I thought like steam would not want that though. No. Yeah. They're pretty chill. The steam doesn't really care cause they're, they're so big business. Like a lot of Ichio games will do that actually. And they'll encourage you like if steam achievements are important to you, here's a key. You can use it there, but we still got a bigger cut or just give it to somebody else who you think would like the game. And they probably wouldn't buy it because we just want more people playing our game, too. And also, I would add, the soundtrack is also developed by a Toronto musician, Mark Sparling. So that's two Toronto developers on this game. There you go. Yeah. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is out, we actually wrote about this this game and uh, the one we just talked about that I already forgot. Um, what, another game that I kind of do want to highlight, I think we've talked about it a couple times, but one that's just like, it's like itching for me to kind of get back is Dauntless. It's, um, it's a free-to-play kind of Monster Hunter Lite game on PS4, Xbox One, and, and uh, Epic Game Store. I think it's like Epic Game Store exclusive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's like, if you play Monster Hunter, there's a lot of, like, mechanics in Monster Hunter that are just very slow and very methodical. And, and you gotta kind of, like, prep for fights by, like, you know, hunting and getting enough resources and, like, eating certain meals and shit like that. They kind of just did away with all that. Um, and it's really just focused on hunting um when this uh, this came out on ps4 and xbox one a couple months ago and it's cross like everything um cross play cross by whatever or not cross by but cross play cross uh progression Mm -hmm. uh and i i was digging it so hard and then just as everything kind of goes it just kind of fell by the wayside but i'm really like itching to kind of play it again just because there's been a few updates and, and things like that, it's also coming to Switch, which I think is where it'll shine. That's kind of actually part of, like that's actually a game I would really like to play on Switch, just because it is the, the the it is one of those games where you can just play for like 10, 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. go in, do a quick fight, you know, do a quest, make an armor, and then maybe do one more fight and then bounce. And uh, I think that'd be perfect for Switch. So Phoenix Labs is in BC, right? Vancouver, yes. But our our Vancouver. Do we explain where Brett is? Yeah, yeah. He last episode we we explained he's over there making influencer games, which is fun. No, do we explain where Brett is today though? Oh no, we didn't. <laughs> so Brett's not here. He's at the Pride Parade in Vancouver. Um, I, I guess that's it. I should have <laughs> I should have mentioned that much sooner. Oh yeah, he's he's gramming a storm up right now. So you can follow my Brett Meeser on Instagram. Uh, although all those stories will be gone by the time you hear this podcast, but um, yeah, he's not. He's he'll be back, but he decided to hit up the Pride Parade in, in Vancouver. So uh, I think he he owes us a few stories. He needs to tell us if NHL uh, how the NHL payout does for for the game yeah. and stuff. 
I'm so, still interested in that. I'm still wanting to know about that too. So, anyways, yeah, Dauntless is a Phoenix Lab out in Vancouver. Um, they seem to be kind of in bed with Epic uh, Epic Games a little bit, because um, even like just loading up the game it looks and feels like Fortnite. How Fortnite's kind of structured its UI and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but another game I just wanted to kind of highlight. I haven't played it recently, but it's something that I just I keep seeing on my UI, and I'm just like, oh, like I I could really go for a session of this and then I just I, for whatever reason I don't um, and and it's been getting a lot of updates and stuff like that I think it's still technically in like pre-beta or whatever alpha or whatever however you would want to call it because it says patch point nine came out right uh, so it's not fully out yet yeah it's not it's not fully out so um, I think that's it for news yeah that's all I got alright Steven what have you been playing um, so I've been playing a lot of the short hike as I said, and I really like it. It's it's really cute, and it's really fun. You fly around, you're a bird, uh, hiking, and so it borrows a lot from Animal Crossing, which is a great thing, in that there's you get a shovel, and you can get a fishing rod, and a lot of like even the visual uh, things are like Animal Crossing. Like the fish in the water are just black shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, the things you can dig are like obvious cracks in the ground. So it borrows a lot of that. So if you've played Animal Crossing, it'll feel really familiar to you. But the visual style is really, really weird. It's like, it's not blurry, but it's like pixely to the extent that it's not crisp pixel art. It's like really flowy and like wavy pixel art, which is really nice. And it really adds to that like breezy feel of the game because there's wind blowing through all the time and you use the updrafts as you fly to get around the island. So it's, it's really nice, and it's very well written. There's lots of really great characters and lots of lines that made me laugh. And it has a lot of heart to it, so definitely check that out. So And it's like 8 bucks, I think. Yeah, I saw um, there's a sale. At least there's a sale going on right now as I looked at it Sunday, uh, August 4th, for like 10% off. But yeah, it, was, it looked like it was about $7 or $8 uh, USD. So is it similar um, Is it similar to like, like Journey, I guess? Like are you kind of walk like climbing towards the top of the mountain and there's something there sort of thing yeah so i haven't beat it it's being alluded to that there's something at hawk peak but it's not like as linear as journey because you can totally go wherever you want at any time and um there's obviously progression in the way that you you get these like gold feathers which i think might be a reference to celeste but you get these gold feathers that let you get higher so you can begin to explore more of the mountain Mm. um but no it's not it's it's all really contained to just this one little island and it looks like it'll all visually be the same sort of um it's like it, it just reminds me of like Algonquin Park, honestly, and uh, it feels like that's going to be what it looks like all the way. Whereas in Journey, you go through like the caves and the dunes, and then the snowy peak. Right. There might be a snowy peak, I'm not sure, but it doesn't feel like that. It, it's pitching itself as like a very small, tight, contained experience. So, right. How long have you? Uh, how long? Have you, how much time have you put into it? Uh, about an hour, and apparently you can beat it in like two or three. So, okay, yeah, one of those. Yeah, one of those smaller, tight. Uh, experiences or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, is there anything else you've been playing? Um, oh, actually, my friend uh, from Toronto works, just ha- happened to find out that her coworker's husband worked on Way of the Passive Fist, which is a indie game 
uh, I think also developed in Toronto. Yeah. And so she just got a code for the game. She's like, oh, I don't really play these kind of games. So do you want it? And so I actually downloaded that for Switch. And I've been playing that. And I really, really like it. It's a very different game than what I normally play. But I think it's trying to capture that classic, like, side-scrolling fighting game where, like, you move into the background and foreground, like, yeah. on a plane. Um, kind of like the only other game I've played like that is the Simpsons arcade fighting game. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a throwback to like the Genesis. Uh, like it reminded me of like Streets of Rage and and mm-hmm. um, oh, there's another like Final Fight and stuff like that. Like the beat 'em ups, but instead of actually just mashing buttons, you're like you have to parry. Yeah, um, and that's the really interesting thing about it is in, whereas when I play the Simpsons arcade game, you just mash, punch, and fight until you build up your meter and then use your ultimate. But with Way of the Passive Fist, it's what it says in the title where you only counter people and then like knock them down you don't actually fight anybody and it's kind of almost a rhythm game in some ways because you like read the enemy's movement and right before they hit you you like parry them and then if you parry enough then you can like re-put their body energy back into the like professor strange style and like knock them over yeah one thing uh, doctor strange it's doctor strange one thing um I, I like the game, but it kind of, and maybe this was on me to adjust the difficulty because that game also does a lot of cool things with the difficulty where you can kind of adjust different uh, variations, like even just the number of enemies on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt to like drag on too much. Like a lot of the, a lot of the levels just, instead of being like, they just, it just got stretched for no real reason. But I think what you can do is just like increase the amount of enemies that you face kind of at once. And that just sort of speeds it up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I maybe got about halfway through that game before I just kind of uh, kind of abandoned. But it's another game that I've been meaning to do. But yeah, it came out on it came out on PS4 and I want to say Xbox One as well, a couple like in 2018, 2017. Uh, and then it got ported to Switch um, shortly. Pretty recently, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm looking at the trophies now. I got 18% of the trophies. Got a gotta get more of these though i think um yeah but that that's from uh jason Kanem, who uh also worked on um guacamelee one and two, oh nice uh, guacamelee one um and uh and after guacamelee one i believe he i believe it was one maybe severed uh he like went off to to start way of the pacifist um or well the studio behind way of the pacifist household games it's pretty <laughs> um, tight i like it yeah um how about you? What have you been playing? So, I've was been talking to a couple friends, because, like, other than Resident Evil 2 this year, I don't think there's really been a game I've played this year that have, has really just, like, blown me away. Um, and, I'm, and I feel like I'm kind of jumping a lot between games and just sort of playing a little bit and just being like, eh, and then just, like, jumping to the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, so this week, I, kind of, I started, uh, I, I played a little Grand Theft Auto V because the, the casino stuff kind of came out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, is fun. It was actually like my friend bought like the, the, you know, the dope like penthouse and just like tripped it out with like a private dealer and all that stuff and hosted a party and we just like hung out and gambled and stuff. It was very, it was very funny. Um, but then I started Evil Within 2 because I was like, maybe Resident Evil 2, like, I love that game so much. I was, maybe it's just like, I need that sort of like horror game. And, uh, I really liked Evil Within 1 back when it came out when was that 2015 or so um and i'm I'm enjoying it it's a lot of fun 
it's it's sort of that weird Japanese horror where it's just like you don't really know what's going on. Very dreamlike. Yeah, it's just like I don't I don't know what you're trying to tell me here. Like what the what, like what the story really is. Like Resident Evil Two, very simple. You know, shitty corporation zombies. It's like <laughs> there's not much really to kind of get your mind around. Um, but the Evil Within, like. I, I don't really remember the story. I had to watch like a video of just like sort of a refresher. And even then after watching, I was just like, okay, I don't really know what this is about. Um, and playing evil within two, like same thing. Like the, the combat is pretty solid. Like the, you know, I'm only three hours in or so three, three and a half hours in. Um, but it's, it's certainly a lot of fun. I'm not like falling in love with it. Um, but maybe I just kind of get a little bit deeper into it. I, I am I am playing on like nightmare mode, which is like the hardest. Mode. Oh no! <laughs> which usually I do that for trophies, but I also usually do that for horror games, just because horror games like part of it is just sort of feeling that helplessness and like feeling like everything's shitty, and I feel mm-hmm. like a difficult uh, playing on di- uh, like a high difficulty just really like enhances that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the most annoying thing about the game and maybe this is only true on the hardest difficulty, is your, your walking while you're stealth is so goddamn slow, and it's way slower than the enemies. So when I'm trying to sneak up on an enemy to stealth kill them, they'll be kind of walking faster than me, and then they'll stop, look around, and then they'll turn around and see me uh, by before I can really get to them to like kill them with my knife. Um <laughs> There's, like, you can, like, upgrade your character and, and sort of increase your speed time. It didn't really seem to make that much of a difference. And maybe that's just as a hot, just because I'm playing on hardest difficulty. But that's, like, the only really annoying thing in the game. But it's a lot. It, it's fun. It's just, like, I'm, the whole time I'm playing, I'm just, like, I don't know what's going on in this game. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, like, what crazy shit is going on? Why am I even, like, doing all this? Like, it, it seems to be, like, this... Uh, this computer AI like a matrix sort of situation where I'm going into this town and it's just like why why did they even make it this shitty like why don't they just pull the plug and just keep sending people in here like it doesn't I, I, I don't know maybe it'll clear things up but I, I kind of doubt it just after playing a couple other kind of you know so, like Silent Hill like when I play Silent Hill I don't know if you've ever played those games I've seen a lot of it um, Silent Hill 2 3 uh, and I played, I don't think I played four, but I played a couple of the other ones. Like, it's always just like weird shit going on, like weird monsters and characters that don't really seem to kind of mind that there's weird monsters going on. And I don't know. It's the style of horror is not really like typically my style, but I'm still enjoying it. I guess is what I'm saying. Nice. I never beat the first one cause it did, it was really weird for me. I was like trying to keep up with the plot, but it was pretty scary. Like I distinctly remember the, the chainsaw cube head guy in the yeah. basement. That was like, that was a really cool boss fight. And I, I much prefer, actually, I don't know if that's true. I really like third person horror games cause I feel like first person horror doesn't work as well for me. And yeah. so games like resident evil and the evil within, definitely definitely scare me more than and oh man i think last of us is a severely underrated horror game but that's a whole other thing but yeah that third person horror uh really does it for me i've been meaning to go back to play last of us before last of us 2 comes out and uh and i'm i'm determined to play it on i forget what the hardest difficulty is i think it's they port uh, they patched in a, a survivor mode uh, the, so Survivor's the hardest one that came with the base game. People might not know this, but I have beat The Last of Us like 20 times. But they patched in uh, Brutal Mode, which uh, 
halves the amount of damage you do and um, decreases the odds of like resources spawning by a lot. And I beat it on brutal mode three times, and it just it's so good, man. <sighs> so you so are you so you're a big fan of Last of Us? Like Last of Us to me is like probably one of the greatest games ever made. I would agree. Yeah, I've I played it so much that to this point where like I'm starting to lose that magic, so I like need to stop. But like every time I play it, I notice new things. And but like my my girlfriend had never played it, so she was like, "Hey, I want to watch you play through." It's like, "Oh, okay." And like I realized that I'm not a good person to watch play The Last of Us because like I would walk into a room and I I know where everyone is, and so I just go around and just slowly knife everybody and then just leave the room. And she's like, "That wasn't really scary at all." I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like when you've played the game twenty times, it loses that, and so she definitely needed to play it as, with somebody who's never played it before. But so I yeah, I love I love it. I had it on disc, and I beat. I'm looking at my trophies. I beat it on PS3, and it looks like I beat on Survivor, but I didn't play it on Survivor Plus. And I think what was going on was I was trying to beat on Survivor Plus, but using the guide to get all mm-hmm. the like pendants and comics and all that shit. And I missed one. Mm-hmm. And then that just made me be like, ah, forget this shit. But I think yeah. I do want to like replay it before Last of Us Two comes out, just because. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's like what we were talking about last week, where I gotta time this right because I can't play it like the you know the month before because I might just be burnt out on like that kind of game. Mm-hmm. I feel like I gotta play it in the next like couple weeks or so. Um, and I see it go on sale so much, and I just I can't I just haven't pushed or pulled the trigger yet. But maybe mm-hmm. should, what's it's on Amazon. What are, what are we looking at? I mean, it's twenty bucks because it's like a PlayStation hit or whatever. Mm-hmm. The red label classics. Yeah, bullshit red label. I also need socks, so maybe I'll just hit up an Amazon order. <laughs> so that's a that's a good combination. <laughs> socks and Last of Us. Um, yeah, I mean, Last of Us uh, is probably one of the greatest games ever made, and it's a great horror game too. Uh, and I really like the DLC because it it combined the the humans and the infected and like different maps i think that's going to be a big component of the second one I really that was so. a that was a really underused feature and it wasn't used at all in the in, in the base game yeah that was like my yeah. one complaint about the base game where it's just like once you're kind of fighting humans you know you're fighting humans for a certain time and then mm-hmm. then it you can kind of tell when it stops and then when the sort of the infected portion of the game starts mm-hmm. and then it just kind of flips back and forth that was really my only like complaint to the game that you just kind of know when each session is and it kind of makes sense a little bit because when you're in pittsburgh like those guys are running pittsburgh so obviously they cleared it out of uh of um infected so mm-hmm. you would so you would just be fighting like the hoarders or whatever i forget what group is scavengers it? scavengers yes so obviously like they've just cleared out pittsburgh and just kind of run it and and just kill people as they kind of come through the town and stuff like that but so they it kind of like works on certain levels and then obviously, like in the sewer, like they're all infected in there, um, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't find like any survivors and stuff like that. So it kind of like works, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's something that I wish they kind of did in the base game. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully number two, you see it. Um, other than Evil Within two, I haven't really played, and Grand Theft Auto, I guess I haven't really played that much. Um, again, just kind of I'm just looking for that game to like fall in love with. I saw Days Gone is on sale. I've been kind of eyeing that. I saw uh, I've been eyeing Messenger for a while, which is another game from Montreal. Um, oh, I know Messenger. Yeah, I, I I everyone tells me to play it, and just it's on my wish list. It's I, I don't know. It's just I just got pulled the trigger on a few of these games. Maybe that's my problem. That's why I haven't <laughs> fallen in love with any games that much this year. Um, I think, I think that's pretty much it for the games I've been playing. Um, 
Steven, I think it's a little, little, sh- little shorter podcast this week. That's fine. But That's uh, okay. It's any... a quality over quantity. There you go. And we discovered a few games on the on the series as well. So, Yeah. Um, is there any final shout-outs you want to give or anything like that? Um, uh, I'll be going to Gamescom, actually, which is exciting. I haven't talked about that. But uh, I'm going with Fluxcopic Limited, which is a Kitchener indie studio. So if there's any Canadian game devs who are also going to be at Gamescom and they want, want me to check out their game and get a preview or something, hit me up. Is that the one game... in uh, Germany or whatever? Yeah, that's at the end of August. So that's August 19th to 24th. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's pretty much the biggest thing happening for me right now. Are you going there for Red Meat Studios or whatever? Red Meat no, no, I'm going for... They're pretty cool, actually. They'll let me do this for another indie studio. Oh. Um, yeah, because they're actually launching their game the week of Gamescom, so it's going to be like cool little launch party and showing the game at the convention. We'll, we'll have to write about the game on CanadianGameDose.com. Yeah, we'll definitely get something up there, and for the Darwin Project. That too. Yeah, uh, how about you? I'm, I'm determined to, to stream Darwin Project this week, actually. All right, sounds good. We can we can play together. It's crossplay, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, so we'll we'll make that happen. All right, cool. Um, no, I I think I'm uh, other than Darwin Project and stuff like that. I think uh, you know, just check out the site kingindos.com. Make sure to subscribe on uh, iTunes or Google Play or whatever. If you can support the site, please do so at Patreon.com/slash/KingIndos. Help support the site, get the get stuff early access, uh, get Discord roles, stuff like that. Um, and uh, and Brett is at Brett Meeser. He's at the Pride Parade. He'll be back next week. Uh, this is actually the first time in a while that we've done two episodes in a row, so that's good. Plan on doing more. I think there's a few. I got a few interviews lined up too. Uh, a few people have emailed me, so look forward to that. Uh, and we'll just kind of check you out next week. Bye.